Angie has made it easier than ever to hire high-quality pros to get all your home service jobs done well. Just bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie will connect you with local pros who match your specific needs. Or book a service instantly at an upfront price. So join the millions of homeowners who use Angie to care for their homes and get your next home service job done well. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Angie has made it easier than ever to hire high-quality pros to get all your home service jobs done well. Just bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie will connect you with local pros who match your specific needs or book a service instantly at an upfront price. So join the millions of homeowners who use Angie to care for their homes and get your next home service job done well. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. We was fighting and he left. When he left, he came back and he started kicking on my door. Guns hit my door. Okay. And he came back and the police was here and I made a report. This is the plaintiff, Bobby Guzman. She says the defendant, her son's father, owes her because he became violent when they had an argument and he kicked in her door, damaging it and the frame. He also destroyed her phone. She's done with him for good and she's here seeking the $600 she needs to make things right. This is the defendant, Xavier. He says he and the mother of his son got into an argument, and she locked him out of the house they shared, and he needed his stuff. The plaintiff needs to take some responsibility in the door getting damaged because she prevented him from entering the house he lived in, and he just reacted to what she did. He's accused of losing it on a door. All parties, please raise your right hand. What you are about to witness is real. The participants are not actors. They are actual litigants with a case pending in civil court. Both parties have agreed to drop their claims and have their cases settled here before Judge Marilyn Millian in our forum, the People's Court. People's Court is now in session. The Honorable Judge Marilyn Millian is our presiding. Litigants have been sworn, Your Honor. Thank you, Douglas. You're welcome. Thank you. All right, Ms. Guzman, you are suing uh, Xavier, the father of your son, for $600 in order to replace your front door. What happened? Um, we were arguing one day about him taking our son to school. And how I old is him your son? Leave. He's one. And he was going to take your son to school? He didn't want to take your son to school? Or what was the argument? Um, he didn't want to, I guess. Okay. He was arguing about it because he wasn't trying to get up early, I guess. Okay. And I told him to leave. And we was fighting and he left. When he left, he came back and he started kicking on my door. Guns hit my door. Okay. And he came back and the police was here and I made a report. And did you two get back together? We got back like a week after, but the same thing happened again in January. So what happened in January? He was here and he got violent and I had to call the police again. How many times have you had to call the police on him? Three times. Has he hit you? Yeah. 
So why do you keep letting him back in? I don't know. Has he been gone this time for good since January? Yeah. Okay. Uh, Mr. Xavier, what is your yes. side of the story? Well, um, we was arguing about me taking him to school. I ended up taking him to school, and then when I came back, she wasn't letting me in the house, and I needed to get in the house and get my stuff. Okay. His stuff was at the door. So whose house is it? It's my house. He's not on my lease. Is, are you on the lease, or you guys were living together, and you're not on the lease, Xavier? No, I'm not on the lease. Okay. And so what did you do when she locked you out? You picked up the phone, you called the police, you said this is an illegal lockout, I live there, please make her let me in, I need to get my things? No. No, not exactly. What did you do? I kicked the door. Okay. Well, then she needs you to pay for the door because the management is going to make her pay for the door. I mean, it's her fault. Say it again? It's her fault. She should have let me in. It's her fault. She should have let you in. It got violent because she didn't open the door. I knocked on the door nicely. I said, I need my stuff. She didn't give me my stuff. I left the stuff out the door. Miss Guzman, stop talking. I'm not asking you anything. Mr. I'm going to, I'm asking Mr. Xavier. It's her fault that you damaged the door because she Mm -hmm. locked you out. So she should expect that your response is reasonable to her locking you out. If you're going to lock me out, I'm going to bust up a door. What you locking me out for in the first place? That's not the question. She, she is inappropriate. No, no. She is inappropriately locking you out. That's why I asked you if you called right. the police. No, I didn't. I don't right. The you busted the door instead. So now someone has to pay for the door. And you feel she should have to pay for the door because she locked you out. And a reasonable response is to start kicking and busting up a door in your head. Right? Sounds awful when I say it, right? Listen, it is what it is. Right. You see? So now we have a broken door um, as opposed to her being told by the police, lady, who do you think you are? He lives here. You, you know, you need to let him in. Uh, so now we have a broken door, but she needs to pay for it. That's not going to happen. She's not going to pay for it. So did you broken. try to fix it? Yeah, I did. How did you fix it? Kicked it the same way I kicked it the first time. Kicked it back the other way. You kicked it back the other way. What does that mean? I kicked the door in. I was kicking the door in because I'm from the outside. Okay, so, so what you did to fix it was it. go on the inside and kick the door out? Precisely. Have you used this method before? That's the first time I needed this method. Is this a picture of the front door, Ms. Guzman? I had pictures of it from when it first happened, but he broke my phone. And everything, all the pictures and the videos I had from when the door had got busted is in the other phone. So here's a picture of it after he's fixed it, basically? Yeah. Okay, so the door still doesn't close. That's what you're showing me with this picture. Right, it closed, but it has a crack. It's still, like, it's not fully closed. Is that it? Yeah. And at the bottom, that whole thing was dented in. Yeah. uh, Mr. Xavier, I don't know who else you think is going to have to pay for busting up a door since busting up a door may be your response that you think is appropriate um but it happens to not be in civilized society so you are going to pay for the door six hundred dollars verdict for the plaintiff 
So the plaintiff prevails. She's going to get $600 from the defendant. Xavier is going to have to pay her. Xavier, I can't believe you're surprised at this decision by the judge, are you? Yeah. You were taking the the one-year-old to school? Mm-hmm. Did I hear right? Yeah. Who takes a one-year-old to school? Since when does a one-year-old go to school? That's pretty good. son is smart. <laughs> son is smart. Okay. Well, let me ask you. Look, you got to pay her. I hope you work out this relationship with her. Uh, you know, you shouldn't strike a woman. No way. Women shouldn't hit men then. Well, I, I, I go along with that, too. Can't pick, can't pick right, battles. Ms. You can't Ms. win. You understand? I hear you. Ms. Guzman, you are going to get money to repair that door. You're going to have to, you know, when you leave there, you're going to have to replace the door anyway. So you may as well do it yeah, and spend the money on the door. So you're going to do. Yeah, no question. Listen, do you think you can uh, work this relationship out with the, your son's father? I'm not sure. Well, good luck to you. All right. Thank you. Thank you very much. Harvey? So, Doug, look, if you are in a situation like this, if somebody gets really violent in a relationship, one of the things you need to understand is you have the ability uh, to get an order of protection, a protective order, uh, keeping that person away from you. The reason it's good is because if that person gets too close based on the protective order, say 100 yards, you can have them arrested immediately. That could teach them not to do it again. You often say to call the police to an accident. What about when you live in a place where the police won't respond to a property damage only type of accident and they make you self-report? Who do I self-report to? Any suggestions? Well, I, I presume that each town will have their own entity that you self-report to, and when you call 911 to say there's been an accident, they'll tell you who to self-report to. My real suggestions would be about the reason I say call the police is because what happens is people change their stories afterwards. So right. if you have they an might independent... might be very apologetic at the right. scene and say, hey, all my fault, sorry all about that. All my fault, sorry, I'll take care of it. And then yeah. the next day, it's, you know, it's a completely different story. Right. So what you want is to preserve the moment. And mm. if you can't preserve it by having an independent witness, a police officer, asking him and committing him to a story, the other guy, or taking picture, whatever, you do it. You should be right. doing it anyway. You right. have a telephone. It takes pictures. It's not just to take pictures of your food. Right. Or, You're or the videographer. Things. You're the videographer. Right. And, and if the person's saying, we don't need to wait for the police, right. you know, I'll take care of it, blah, 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 Tom, you know what? That's fine. I'm going to video you saying that right. with your license in your hand right. Right. so that you preserve how it is that it happened. Then you're able to show it to the police officer when they come. And then you win. Later yeah, on. and then you win. Oh, I'm assuming that the accident's not your fault. <laughs> if it's not your fault, forget everything. Forget everything I said. If it's not, if it's your fault, if move it is the your cars. Fault, if it is your fault, move the cars. Right. Do it now. <laughs> Angie has made it easier than ever to hire high-quality pros to get all your home service jobs done well. Whether it's routine maintenance and emergency repair or a dream project. Angie lets you compare quotes from multiple local pros, browse homeowner reviews, and even book a service instantly. Angie's been connecting people with skilled pros for nearly 30 years. So the next time you have a home project, bring it to Angie to get your job done well. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. These are the plaintiffs, Martha and Luke Norris. Martha says they have a small pool maintenance business, and they service the defendant's pool, and he refuses to pay them for all their hard work. That's right. That guy sold his house, and he somehow feels he shouldn't pay for all the services they rendered. Then that's not right. 
They're suing for $2,821.85. The amount they're owing. This is the defendant, David Humphreys. He says the plaintiffs asked him if he wanted a new pool cleaning system, and he told them no, because the one he had worked just fine. The plaintiffs went ahead and installed the new cleaning system anyway. Now they expect him to pay for it? No way. He's accused of being all wet. All parties, please raise your right hands. Welcome back to the People's Court. Next case on the docket, the plaintiffs own a pool supply and cleaning service, and the defendant will not return a pool cleaning system, and the plaintiffs want their money. But the defendant claims he told the plaintiffs he was selling his house, and if they wanted the equipment back, they should have picked it up. It's the case of stop pooling around. Thank you, Douglas. You're okay, Luke Pool Services, owned here by uh, Mr. and Mrs. Norris, you're suing David Humphreys, your former client, for $2,821.85. You say he owes you and refuses to pay. Who wants to tell me the story, um, Mr. or Mrs. Norris? Um, Mrs. Norris, I will, Your Honor. Okay. Marty Norris here. Um, Mr. Humphreys was a customer of ours for about two years for pool service, as well as we installed pumps and things like that on his pool. And then he had an older pool cleaner. It's like the robot that you see running around the pool. It was more than 10 years old and it wasn't working. And then Mr. Humphreys would tell us that it wasn't working and Luke had repaired it at least twice. And then what happens is we will get loaner demo cleaners from manufacturers and to stop the customer from complaining about what their pool looks like, sometimes we'll put a demo in their pool. Is and that why you do it? I figured it was so you could sell the, the product. Well, some of it, so they'll stop complaining, but, they, <laughs> but also to sell it. Okay. But also to sell it. Okay, so go and ahead. So knew, you put one in was, his pool when? Uh, I would say it would have probably went in in, like, March. And did he want that, or did he tell you, no, I don't need that? He didn't say he didn't want it because at the time we did not know, but he had put his house on the market. So, of course, they want their pool to look good. Well, and well, I'm sorry. Previously... I need to know exactly what your discussion was with him, not what you think was in his head. What exactly did you say and what did he say when you brought the new Creepy Crawly or whatever brand it was? There was no discussion. Oh, you just dropped it in his house? I just dropped it in his pool cleaner, and and he knew that it was there. How did he know? Because he saw it visually. You just put it in his pool without his permission, without going through it with him, without without asking him if he wanted it. You just put it in his pool. That's Is that right, what you're yes. saying? Yes, yes, Your Honor. And then what happens? Uh, he, uh, we got a notice that he was selling his house. How did you get? How did you get the notice? Uh, he told us by email. Okay. That he was selling the house. Okay. And uh, we didn't get the cleaner. We didn't pick up the cleaner in enough time. And then the new purchaser purchased the house, and uh, they refused to give the cleaner back. And it, and it was a loaner. All you have to do is unscrew it from the wall and remove it. Right. So we uh, we made a mistake. We put a lien on the other person's house, uh, and they told us that they were going to uh, sue us because they weren't the one that. That did it. Yeah, I don't think you can put a lien on the other person's house. You have no no contractual relationship with them. 
Oh, my goodness. But you... Mr. Mr. Humphreys refused to give us his new Yeah, address. I know. I know. I know. Yeah, I know. You want your thing back. I got it. I'm not, I'm not dumb. All right, let me hear from you, Mr. Humphreys. What's going on? I did notice there was a new one. There was no discussion. I didn't want it. It just showed up one day. I don't swim in March or February. I thought it was more like December they put it in there. It had been in there a couple of months. In any event, in March of 2021, I contacted them. That's when my house went under contract. And I said, I'm not going to need your services anymore. March will be the last month. Okay, how did you contact them? That was by telephone. Okay, uh, who did you speak to? Because most people, when they put their house on the market, want their house to look good. So I don't think you canceled them in March. It it was under contract. It wasn't on the market. It was under contract. The heck with the new people then. (laughs) All right. When did your house go under contract? In March. All right, do you have any? All right, so do you agree, uh, Mr. and Mrs. Norris, that he notified you in March? Um, We do not have an email that he notified us in March. He could be correct in stating that, but we had um, poor admins answering our phones. And so many times I would be out in the field cleaning pools. And so I do, the first time I knew that the house was for sale was when I went to his house, probably the middle of April to clean the pool. When did you close on, uh, when did you close on the property? May 10th, May 10th. Okay. So when they went in April, you paid them, didn't you? Well, I made a payment in April. I made a payment. Uh, I gave you uh, in my evidence. I've, I've made several payments. Well, but I told them. I, right. I, I think They're my, saying my, you didn't pay February, March and April. You have given me something purporting to be a March payment, 304.65, and then a payment in April. A credit card payment. And the credit card payment in April is in a strange amount that doesn't apply, $205.78. And then there's another one up here, 78.66. Why these weird amounts that aren't the amount of your service? They send me invoices and I pay the invoices. I don't think I should... I don't think I should be liable for April. I called him. I I said, dude, please stop service. I don't want April. I'll take care of the pool myself. All the leaves had fallen. I could take care of it for a month before this new owner takes over. Okay. When you called Um, them, did you tell them to pick up their machine too or not really? No, I didn't. I gave them, I called them in March. and I said, stop service. I'm selling my house. They had. Do you have the invoices that they sent you? Like, why are there two credit card payments? One for 78.66 and one for 205. Your Honor, I, I didn't just pull those out of thin air. They said very specific. Said, so said, you have some invoices number, that you've introduced into evidence, Ms. Norris. But when were those invoices created? Were they created for court, or are they what you sent him? And if you sent it to him, how is it that you bill your customers? Do you bill them by email? Yes, we bill them by email. Okay. And we use so show me the that emails that you sent to him in February, March, and April. Not the invoices, the emails. Show me the emails that you sent to him with the invoices. Um, I don't have them with me today, but I can forward well, them you to can, you. No, but you can access them now. Why can't you access them now? We're on vacation. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> you're, you're on vacation, but you're in, you're in trial, too. Um, so don't you have the emails, Mr. Humphreys? I have an email for uh, an invoice that was dated June 1st. No, that's the one after the fact the where they sue you for everything. I'm not interested in that. I'm interested in the one that went out in February, March, and April. Do you? Can you just look up that those emails? No, I cannot. But you can get it, right? I could probably get it with some work, but I don't have it. 
All right. Um, Your Honor, yeah. Mr. Humphreys also spoke to me after the new owner took um, took possession of the property and told me that he knew that the cleaner belonged to us and that he would help us get it back. What can I tell he you? He stated that to, to us in a phone conversation. And that's very nice of him. Did you try to help them get it back? I, I tried, but the owner said that came with the property. Well, it did. Said, well, it came with the property, with the but it, it, this is such a pickle because... You leave it behind. You gave it to the guy. That got, you, it's like basically you left your stuff at his house for five months, and he told you, I'm selling the house, and then you still don't go pick it up. And then it's gone, and you want him to pay for it or the other guy to pay for it. It's kind of complicated, right? It's kind of uh, not how it works because I have to find that he owes you that, that he obligated himself to pay you for that. And what it is is a, a series of unfortunate events all caused by mismanagement. They're not his fault. Um... Yeah, if it were me, I would realize it, and I would, I would say, hey, guys, do your job. But it's not his job to tell you to do your job. Here's what's going to happen. I'm giving you guys 24 hours to get your act together, both sides. I want you, Mr. Humphreys, to make the effort to get checks and payments from all your credit cards, and if you find more evidence of payments in 2021, I would like to see them. Ms. Norris and Mr. Norris, I want you, when we're done, to spend the next hour getting what I want. So you need to send me proof of how you emailed him the bill for the January cleanup, the February cleanup, the March cleanup, and I'm not going to order him to pay the April cleanup. But send, so January, February, and March cleanup, because I find that he did cancel you guys. He sounds exactly like the kind of guy who would leave the pool dirty for the next people. <laughs> I mean, I'm sorry, but it does kind of sound that way. Um, so it, So it's really... Really, what we're talking about is January, February, March that you're trying to get paid for, and we want to make sure you did get paid for. Okay? As for the cleaner, I am not going to order him to pay you for the cleaner. I find that to be mismanagement on you guys' part. And, yes, it's sad that you're out, but if someone's going to be out, it's not going to be him. He didn't buy that. Why would he be out? It's really up to you guys to keep control of your inventory. Um, so on that issue, I'm ruling in his favor. On the issue of the pool maintenance, I'm going to give you guys 24 hours to submit the appropriate documentation, both sides. That's it. Good luck. So the judge really, in effect, finds for the defendant here unless the plaintiffs can prove what they really uh, are due to be paid. Uh, let me talk to you, Mr. Ms. Norris. You understand what the judge wants? Yes, we understand, Your Honor. It's not Your Honor. I'm not Your Honor. I'm sorry. But you understand We understand. It was a mistake on our part to, um, you know, last year we were working very hard and we just didn't pick it up. And I don't honestly think it was in his pool more than three months, but we didn't pick it up and that's our mistake. Yeah, that's, a, that's your fault. That's on you guys. Uh, all right, Mr. Humphreys. You hear what yes, the judge sir. says? Uh, are you okay with that decision? I'm sure you are. Am I right? Yes, of course. Of course I am. All right, sir. Thank you for your time. All right. Thank Good you. luck to you. Okay. Okay, Doug. Well, look, here's the update. Both sides provided the documentation they needed. Uh, the plaintiffs got the money for the services that they rendered, but they are out of luck with respect to the equipment because they abandoned it. Marilyn, who's better in a crisis? You or me? Wow. Um, you know, after 29 years of marriage and 32 years together, I'm not sure how to answer that. 
because I think there have been times and situations where I'm better, and then there's times and situations right. where you're better. You have a tendency to panic right. about, like, the tiniest the thing. You'll go on and, and on. Never, this I is never, a catastrophe <laughs> of biblical proportions. That's a, the never, kids make fun of you for that all the time. That's like, true. Yeah, right. But I don't worry leading up to the, the event. You worry I panic. Up to the event. I, yeah, I, I, I am I'm a nervous person, but in a crisis. But, you know, the, in the... It That's depends the question. On the, it in depends a on the nature yeah. of the crisis. Like you know, like when when you ran over Squeaker in the driveway oh, with the geez. van, oh. with the van, and the kids were in the van, and somebody had to clean up the mess. I took care of it. Yeah. And um, who who stole your wallet back from the? Pickpocket oh in my New York. gosh! Well, we—that's how uh, I fell in love with Broadway you. We were crossing Sixth Avenue right. to go watch a show, and somebody reached into my purse and took my wallet. Right. And I wasn't sure. You said, "Are you sure?" I said, "I think I'm, yes, I'm sure." We bamboozled them into in the middle of the street in a six-lane highway. You great. were screaming at them, <laughs> showing your badge, and they're like, "What are you talking about?" And they just handed back the that's wallet. Right. And everybody on the sidewalk said, "Are you crazy?" I know. This is New York. You can't do that. We were here on, yeah, that was nuts. If I had to do it again, I'd probably say, just take the wallet. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> now I have a lot more common sense, right? This is the plaintiff, Wahida Carter. She says she paid for a private training session with the defendant, and he put her into a group with other women. She wasn't getting the training she required to strengthen her core. The women he paired her up with were trying to lose weight. And when she complained, it fell on deaf ears. Bottom line, she wants a refund. The defendant refuses to give her one, and she's suing for the $966 she's rightfully owed. This is the defendant, Armando Gutierrez. He says the plaintiff has some existing ailments, so he wanted to test her abilities before he threw her into something which might have harmed or aggravated her existing ailments. He gave her two sessions, and the woman told him they weren't what she paid for, then demanded a full refund. He's accused of not working things out. All parties, please raise your right hands. Welcome back to the People's Court. Next case on the docket. The plaintiff hired the defendant to provide physical training sessions, and they were supposed to be private, but it turns out that she was in a group with a bunch of other women, so she wants her money back. Now, the defendant claims he just wanted to test the plaintiff's abilities out before he started rigorous one-on-one -on -one sessions so she wouldn't aggravate old injuries. It's the case of, what a dumbbell. Thank you, Douglas. You're welcome. All right, Ms. Carter, you are suing Mr. Gutierrez for $966 that you want returned to you because you feel you didn't get what you paid for. Tell me what happened, Ms. Carter. I had initially was a part of his gym for several years, and during COVID, it shut down. So, Did you know I him personally for... when you were a part of his gym? Personally, no. Okay. He had gym sessions, and I was part of the group sessions that he had okay. four or five in the morning, and I was part of this 5 a.m. group in the morning. Good Lord. Okay, go on. So during COVID, when the gym closed, we went for a few months. I did pur purchase a couple of different sessions from him off and on when he would offer something. And then I decided I needed some core work, and I talked to him about specifically focusing on my core. So we made arrangements. We talked about what I needed, what he was going to offer, and I paid in full. And a couple of days before the session, he asked, would I mind working with a couple of other women? And I specifically said, if 
we are on the same track. I don't have a problem with working with other women. But I don't but get it. We Were you paying for, the... for private lessons or you weren't paying for private lessons? I was paying for private. Okay. But I was pretty understanding of his time and how he had taken a hit. We had discussed that during COVID and by financial reasons that he may have wanted to add a few more women to the hour. I was open to that. Okay. I didn't have a problem with compromising as long as I'm getting what I, we talked about and what I wanted to achieve. Okay. So the first class, it didn't go quite well, but I said, I'm going to be a little patient. The second class, I did was clear that. Did you say anything to women, him in the, in the first after the first class? No, okay. I did not say anything after the first class. Okay. And the second session, I realized this is not going to work. There were younger girls, they were hip. Well, there were younger girls, they were heavyweight, and they were looking to lose weight. Losing weight and gaining muscle is two different workout regimens. And even though I've had ailments in the past, it's 64 years, I've had some ailments, but they've never stopped me from pursuing my physical fitness. You're how old? I'm 64, but at the time I was 63. Good Lord. And you're working out at five in the morning? I can barely... <laughs> Make it to dinner, and you're working out five. You are my hero. Okay, so after the second session, you figure out that this isn't going to work out, and what do you say to him? I share with him that this is not working out. In fact, my body is not only telling me it's not working out. The routines that we're doing is not giving me what I need. So I asked him if we could do something else. He says, well, I can fit you in at another time. Let's see what we can work out. And the couple of schedule that he offered me was later in the morning. By nine in the morning, my workout is complete. My day has started, I'm not available. So I told him, so he said, okay, he would offer me my money back. I said, you can make payments if you like, I'm okay with that. And then a few weeks passed, he never made a payment. So I said, okay, look, let's do it this way. I know financially you may be strained. When I'm in town and I have some available dates, I will give you those dates and let's see if we can just get a workout in. And he said, oh, no, it's okay. I'm going to give you your money back. I have the text message here. He says, I'll make the first payment on November 26th. And I said, okay, that's fine. You can make the first payment then. He said, if I can make it in installments, I'd appreciate it. I said, yes, you can do that. The day came to make the payment. There was no payment. So I said, okay, it's coming around Thanksgiving. I'll just let it go. He has a couple kids, his wife. I'll let it go. Wait till after the holidays. January, I reached out to him again. He's like, okay, I had a few problems. My mom got sick. I'm going to make a payment. I said, okay. And I never received a payment, so then I took it to court. What's going on, Mr. Gutierrez? Well, you know, Wahida's been with me for a while, and I have no bad feelings towards her at all. But, yeah, COVID, it hit me pretty hard. Um, it did. I'm not going to lie. But I was doing – so I decided to do private training. So I built a studio at my house, really nice, and we talked. I told her the private training is usually 665, and then I would give it to her for 500. Uh, mentioned that I would um, that I do do groups of three. Well, private and groups of three are two different things, no, right? No, I told her I do I do do private, but then I do I would accommodate that um, if she didn't mind working with a couple more people since I was giving her a deal, and I can I can actually program workouts for more than one person because there's so few people that you can make things, you know, um, personalized. But she came in and, you know, I hadn't seen her in a while. And I know, you know, she's strong. Like she can do a lot of stuff. I mean, you can see she really, you're asking how old she is. She's great. 
And but still, if she has an ailment, anybody that starts with me, and I hadn't seen her in a while, like COVID happened, and all that, there was some time. So I'm not just gonna throw the whole kitchen sink at her. Like I'm gonna on our first session, I was mellow. And yes, I take I undertrain people in the beginning. That's what I do. I don't throw everything at them. I don't care who they are. So she came to it, and then I thought, okay, this is cool. Like I like working with Wahida. Like when she hit me up, I was excited about it. And then. And then she's like, okay, I'll set my next session. I brought her in with the other girls. In that session, I'm sure it wasn't super easy. It probably wasn't. She's she's like an athlete, but still, it's like under train a little bit. Don't throw the whole kitchen sink. See where she's at and just get feedback. Okay, hey, well, but then she was unhappy doing? because she felt like, you know, you, you paired her with two people who are trying to lose weight and she's trying to strengthen her core, right? So if that's the case, then what was the next step? One of the girls isn't trying to lose weight, but um, no. So then she brought that to my attention. And she was like, yeah, you know, um, I'm not sure if this is going to work out for me. And I was bummed out. So I said, why don't you give it a try? Why don't you come back? Why don't you like not stop? It's only been two sessions. I can adjust things. If you're going to give say? me feedback. And then she texted me and said that she wasn't going to continue, that it wasn't her thing and all of that. According to her, you're telling her that you're gonna refund the money repeatedly. Is that accurate? Yeah, that's accurate. So why didn't you? Just because, you know what, I didn't have it. Like, things came up, and it's, you know, I just ran How out How much of money are we talking about? The 500 bucks. So she was asking for and 500 bucks back that she had prepaid you because it wasn't working out, and then you had offered her a time that's in the middle of the day. That's not how she rolls. Why didn't you just offer her time at five in the morning when she said that? Yeah, I could have. But you didn't. And then instead you yeah, said, nah, I, you don't know, worry about it. I'll just give you your money back. Yeah, and because, you know, I didn't want to lock her down. And I, and I mean, I don't want to train with somebody who doesn't want to train with me, but I do like her. So it's the $500 was supposed to cover how many sessions? Uh, 12. Why are 12. you suing for the full 500 if you did two sessions? For me, initially, I asked him to deduct the two sessions that I'd already done, even though they weren't what we had agreed on, and he just said he would give me a full refund. I don't remember that, but... Well, I mean, it's easy to promise whatever if you aren't going to do it. Talk to me about the gym. According to you, Ms. Carter, you had joined his gym and you had prepaid for a year, and then COVID. Yes. As you may be able to see, my fitness is important to me. So I paid for we the got year, that. and then COVID hit, and the gym shut down. So I just assumed that at some point, whenever we processed through this whole COVID shutdown, that when the gym opened up, I would get credit for the remainder of the months. But then two years in and having a conversation with him, just in his conversation, he was saying that he's not gonna go back to opening up a gym anymore because he's not likely gonna be able to. So that right. meant that I would not be getting the refund. And what's your position on that, Mr. Gutierrez? Well, it, it was a whirlwind, believe me. I, really, it's like everything was just, the carpet was pulled from underneath me. I don't want any ill will with Wahid or anybody. Like, my intention was to pay her. I'm not even going to deny that. It wasn't. I just ran out of, ran out of time. Okay, so but your I intentions thought, thought, can't be deposited in the bank. I, I, I know and, that, I know that. And so know that. Do, do you and feel like you should have to pay her back for the gym membership, or do you have a defense like, hey, it's not my fault, California made me close. Like, what's your defense? Yeah, I'm not sure what the legalities uh, are of that, but if I open up another gym, you know, when I can make some money and do that, 
And I, of course, I'd invite her back. And then she yeah, can... I don't see anything in this contract um, that would entitle you to keep the membership fee, even if something like a pandemic closes you to force down. Some people included things like that in their contract. Everyone includes it now. Um, she's entitled to the unused portion of her gym membership. I've calculated the days. It's precisely $398.71 for the time that was left unused. And um, as far as the unused portions of your core fitness, I'm going to order him to return that as well. That turns out to be $416.66 for a total judgment in favor of the plaintiff in this case in the amount of $815.37. Good luck. So the plaintiff prevails to the tune of $815. So let's see what Mr. Gutierrez has to say about that. Yeah, well, um, you know, I don't want any ill will towards her. She's a strong woman. If you saw her strong with how strong she is, you wouldn't mess with her either. So it's okay. I'm all right with that. Were you shocked that she, she filed a lawsuit against you? Or were you I kind of was because I, I thought we were friends, you know. And um, But, you know, what can I say? Um, all right, good enough. Well, thank you very much. All right, but anyway, you got to give that much back. All right, Ms. Carter, um, you didn't get everything, but, well, you got a, the bulk of it. How are you feeling? You okay? I am. I am. I'm feeling fine with the judgment that was awarded. Um, it's fair. Um, I hate that it came to this. Uh, Armando is a great trainer, but business is business, and he's forever in my heart, and my prayers are with him in his future endeavors. Well, that's awfully nice for you to say that. Good luck to you. Thank you. Thank you. All right. You're welcome. All right, Harvey, what are you thinking? So, Doug, part of the judgment here involved getting a refund because of COVID. I have to tell you, this is still an evolving area. When COVID allows people to undo a contract and get their money back, some judges allow it, some don't. There's some legislation over it, and a lot of states haven't addressed it. So this is an evolving area of the law. What famous person do you wish you were friends with? All of them. Yeah. Uh, no, but the, the one who kind of pops into my mind, and this is because I have some kids who went to Georgetown University in Washington, and I drive across the bridges from time to time in D.C. And you probably remember back in, where were you in January? I was in law school. I was in law school when that happened. Right. I know what you're going to talk about. There was a, uh, a plane crash in D.C. It was an Air Florida flight that hit one of the bridges, I think on takeoff in icy conditions. And it went down in the river in the Potomac. And there was this guy on the side shore watching people trying to get out of the plane and get rescued by a helicopter. And he was just standing there and a woman slipped off of uh, a life preserver and she was going under and she was clearly gonna die. And he just dove into the water and he swam out maybe 50 feet in the icy water, icy water, grabbed her and pulled her ashore. And he was, his name was Lenny Skutnik. He's still around. And he just was an office worker. He worked in some office in DC and he was watching it. And he just said, I'm not gonna let this happen. Wow. Must have taken a lot of nerve. Right. And, but he's a hero. And he's somebody I'd love to just uh, have a beer with, you know? How about you? I bet you have lots of heroes. Oh lots of gosh. interesting have, people that you I have are. no heroes. If I, but the question is, who, what famous person would I want to be friends with? And right. I wish I had an answer like yours, but the truth of the matter is, I really want to be friends with Larry David. Oh, I just yeah. think he's hysterical. 
He is, he is funny. He's and, a funny I, guy. And, and I'll tell you, I was a Seinfeld fan, but eh, it's really curb your enthusiasm. That right. I just every time I watch it, I, I, he's just he's nuts. Yeah, he is and, one of the funniest uh, people. He on, really on is. Television he's just ever. so pedantic. Yeah. Oh, um, and and strangely sexy because he's so yeah, we smart. We saw him once in Georgetown, walking down the but sidewalk from, from far, but from we didn't cost him yeah, or anything. No, I didn't come running up to him. <laughs> Larry, Larry. <laughs> That's going to do it for us now, and we will see you for the next session of the People's Court.